Like Celia Cruz. Yeah. Hey, it's the God Awful Gospel Hour, and we have Celia Contreras here with us, just hanging out. So you probably had like did you win kill Tony? She killed Tony. Like I think you I think you had the one of the best kill Tony um scenes that are you know the clips that I've seen. There's been a lot of good kill Tony moments. Yeah. But like I think I'm the second most viral one after Cam and the Rocks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which, when I watched the Cam Rocks thing, like, I watched that over and over again. I could not stop laughing. Mm-hmm. You did what I like to do. When I go to a restaurant, I order from the side of the building. If the building says catfish, you get the fucking catfish. You followed the instructions of the thing. It said kill Tony, and you killed Tony. <laughs> you did the thing that it said that you were supposed to do. There's a lot of people that go on that, and people watch it for cringe reasons and go, oh my god. But your thing went big because it was heartwarming and it was, you know, makes people smile and yeah, it's yeah. good for the algorithm for people to watch things that are positive instead of like, it's bizarre to me still like, so like it happened, like kill Tony's like three weeks behind. So all that happened, happened three weeks before the episode dropped. Yeah. Okay. And like the same night I got up again with the Roseanne episode, my episode had dropped and I'd been on the Ty Rivera episode three weeks before yeah but like i was expecting to go up and like was one of the last names called but like i was there and um i was getting ready to go outside and smoke a cigarette and they're like sell you and i'm like oh shit really <laughs> i'm like okay this is happening That's and i'm like shit what is. am i gonna say yeah. <laughs> you're ready with your shit though you banged it out you got one-liners you got this is my favorite kind of comedy is dark one-liners yay I'm the Anthony Jeselnik of the scene. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's people. Yeah, people had done that before, but he was the yeah he was the Elvis of dark one-liners. Hey, well, fucking uh, sad man Rick has one-liners. Mm-hmm. I like uh, my comedy like I like uh, goth girls eyeshadow. Dark one-liner. <laughs> 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 it's a dark one-liner. Well, so what's the Phoenix scene like that you left behind? How's it going? Like, it's really cool there. Like, it does make me laugh because, like, we have a lot of weird, like, dumbass high school drama. Yeah. Like, people just get on one and just out of nowhere, somebody will start shit. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because it's normally people who haven't done comedy in, like, four years. (laughs) And they'll bring up some shit from the past. It's all like, remember Courtney Wallstrom? (laughs) It's like, we're all trying to forget her. Just kidding now. I feel bad. Um, Courtney Wallstrom was a comic who committed suicide. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were trying to block that out and you brought it all back. Now yeah. everyone's triggered. Oh, and then like I do remember during when the pandemic started cuz like they named the like they had this uh, award show called the Yearly Kearleys and they had a best female comic and best male comic category but they were named after two dead comics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one was the Arthur Gustafson Award, which was a comic who also killed himself and the other one was a shit, what was her name? Jenny something like Lou she, disease. she yeah. died of cancer but like when the pandemic started and i'm like so what are we so when somebody dies of covid what are we going to name that award after mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the goal we're shooting for here to be dead because that's cool yeah all my coolest friends are dead actually i was talking to you about that earlier we lost the guy that was the coolest guy in my generation and we lost the guy that was the coolest guy a couple years older and after the both of the funerals, I was like, maybe it's cool to be dead. Maybe they think we're lame. Maybe they're watching us from the afterlife. Like, what are you, 
fucking sniffing flowers and eating ice cream. Yeah, I remember when I was still alive. Yeah, my story's yeah. over. I got no <laughs> worries. I'm so cool. It's lame to be alive. What are you doing? Like, I know one dude OD'd and he died, and it's like, dude, he's dead. And I'm like, lucky fucking bastard. Because <laughs> I was in a depressive episode at I'm the time. I'm fucking gone, bro. I don't worry about shit. I'm over. <laughs> you got all these problems. I got nothing. So there's a, there's a, a scene in the movie Waterworld. Have you ever seen the movie Waterworld with Kevin Costner? I have not. Okay, so there's a part where um, Kevin Costner's character is like fighting all the bad guys, and they're on a big oil tanker. And there's an old skinny man who lives inside like the oil part, like where they keep all the oil, and he's just like forced to live down there and keep track of how much oil they've got for the bad guys. Yeah. And so Kevin Costner walks over with like a flare, and he drops it down the hole into the oil tanker area and the guy sees the the flare coming down and like the explosion starting he goes oh thank god (laughs) thank you (laughs) and i was telling a friend of mine that's whenever the nukes launch that's what i'm gonna be like Like, at least i'm going out with everyone else that seems really fair well everybody's trying to be chill during covid like it's not a big deal whatever it's nothing's gonna happen and it would have been really funny if like you acted like it was no big deal and it was actually the apocalypse and you ended up being the last person and you're like yeah well what's the, i don't <laughs> understand what the problem is this is everything's mine now this is great <laughs> you just groundhog day your th- way through it like you're the last guy left you I figured told you out really, it all just, just fucking breaking out. glass yeah. doors yeah. into different establishments yeah. for food <laughs> it's all like this is my dare queen now bitches <laughs> right <laughs> just chill out and die like a man like everybody else so you moved here four months ago. Yes. What did you, why did you move here? What did you hear about Austin in, in North Arizona? I heard went? it was a good scene, but like, so I, like I did well in flat her not Flagstaff Phoenix. Yeah. But the thing was only comics would book me. The clubs didn't really mess with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's probably gonna be the same over there. But like I was told there was more opportunities yeah. and I met, uh, like my homie John Carden, he like came to do a set at House of Comedy, and he brought Darian Irwin with him. Okay. And like Darian was telling everybody, it's like, yeah, I can pay my rent off of comedy alone right now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the life. <laughs> Our friend Peasy has a podcast, Lie, Cheat, Steal. He pays his bills off of it, and he's still doing it remotely with this girl that left here and went to New York. Oh yeah, just- like I just started getting paid on Facebook, and they pay me for just posting shit. Yeah. Like not even reels. Like I just write something stupid, a hundred people like it, I get a dollar. Nice. When did I, I didn't know about that, man. Now that, you feel like you new. have to do that all day as yeah. often as possible. Like not all day, but I'll do it like once or twice a day. Like I'm not greedy. <laughs> yeah. It's either this or filling out quizzes, and this is more fun, right? Yeah. So what would you say is your impression of Austin having been here four months? I like, like I really do like Austin, but it is similar to LA in the sense that, like. I'm not the only idiot who who moved here for comedy. Oh, and definitely like, not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, my thing is I've been doing comedy for seven years. Nice. Mm-hmm. So like I looked impressive when I got here because yeah. I have seven years of material. Yeah. Whereas like any idiot with a tank of gas who saw Kill Tony, it's all like, this is it. I'm yeah, going to be the chance. next Cam Patterson. Yeah. So we can look forward to your Netflix special. It's going to be seven years long. They're gonna have to chop it up into. <laughs> and put it put it on TikTok in little pieces. Like they, apparently they put Mean Girls on TikTok this week in like seventy little clips. Oh my god! And I guess people watched it because that's how people watch things now is yeah. through through little minute long TikTok clips. Gotta be a laugh every insane. nine seconds. Yeah. But it does crack me up. I still haven't watched The Irishman because I'm like I'm not watching four hours of this, but I'll binge watch Stranger Things. Yeah. It's a lot longer. 
So you well, beat uh, Vegas. You you just got back from Skankfest. Yes, I did. And you did some gambling, and you said you broke even, but then you got two hundred bucks at the at the uh, airport. Yeah. Well, originally I lost two hundred, <laughs> and then like I just happened to have a. Um, I was with my friend Adam, and it happened there was like another comedy festival, Laugh After Dark. Yeah. Happening. But like I asked him for a ride and he's all like, yeah, because I was asking where the mics were at. So I did a mic at Cornish Pasty. Then we did a mic at a place called Free Zone, which is a gay bar mm-hmm. where my stickers were a hit that I handed out because from behind they look like a penis. Nice. I know those, those stickers are rad. Yeah, I love my stickers. What do we do? What am I gonna, What do I do with your sticker? Where do I put it? Where would you like me to put it? Give me some <laughs> more. I'll put them everywhere. I want you to get a tattoo of it. Okay. Like I want you to go. It's like Just I want right this here. on my like body. Yes. Like Charles Manson. Yes. <laughs> I can start flying <laughs> off on the handle. <laughs> so uh, if this was Coco, you know, the uh, parallel universe where everyone's uh, the Dia de los Muertos. I Austin, really wish like the underworld is like Coco. Like I'm down to shit for that. Then Austin would be the dead music capital of the world. <laughs> we could all be kalakalaking around. To Stevie Ray Vaughan's skeleton. Yeah. We've had a bunch of crazy headlines here that read like Florida headlines, but it says Texas yeah. man, you know, wrestles an alligator, rapes somebody, whatever the fuck. Dude, the fucking horse shit girl on 6th Street. Yeah. Oh, God. Like that happened like a week or two <laughs> after I moved here, I think. Yeah. And then it's like, there's a girl rolling around in horse shit. And like, I saw one clip of her being interviewed and she's like, I'm an artist. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Austin used to be the live music capital of the world. Now we have a huge t- comedy scene, but it's going to just end up being called Big Florida, I think. It did crack me up because like there was a little festival on 6th Street like, yeah. where they closed everything off and there was like like stands and stuff everywhere. Oh, was it the Pecan Street Festival? Yeah. It was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. we were down there at Vulcan because uh, Josh did a spot for John Stringer. But like, I had no idea what was happening and I live right on 6th Street. Okay, I live yeah. in the lodge like above sta- like above a bar. That's but the dream. I yeah. saw that and yeah. I was like, wow, I always wanted to do that. But like, I go downstairs and I see all these like vendors and shit. I'm like, yeah. what in the name of Harry Potter is going on oh, here? Social anxiety. Yeah. Turn around. Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, Walking the diagon out. Yeah. Well, I had to go down because I owed my friend money and I forgot to give it to him. So I'm like, fuck, I need to go to an ATM. So like I go downstairs and like as I'm walking, I realize it's like there's children on 6th Street. That's unusual. And then I realized nobody had asked me for money yet. Yeah. And I like mm-hmm. look down the street and I look at the other side and I'm like, where are the homeless people? And I'm like, holy shit, they killed them. Yeah. <laughs> they shot them dead. The final solution. Like, I almost went in the alleys to see, but, like, I just had a feeling if I looked in the alley, it'd be, like, a couple Texas Rangers with shotguns, just, yeah. like, having mm-hmm. them corralled in. When I first moved here, I got pulled over in my car by a bike cop. I was stopped at a light, and it was a rash of, like, stolen Camrys, and I was in a Camry. I was waiting at the light, and I was looking at these bike cops, and the guy just pointed at me, and he was like, come here. I was like, I can't pull over any farther. Where do you want me to come here to? And he just walked up to the window and was like, license and registration. And I gave him my shit. And he was like, there's been a bunch of stolen cameras. So I was just making sure you didn't steal this car. I was like, this town's rad. I just got pulled over in a car by a bike cop at a light. They're on top of it. But it's it's been deteriorating. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Uh, so this did make me laugh. So I was tripping balls walking back from Narbar. Mm. And... Um, a group of cops wave me down and i'm like oh shit they know they're on foot you're on foot yeah okay <laughs> but like i walk up to them and i'm like yeah 
And he's like, were you on Kill Tony? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I was. He's like, you're so funny. I showed my episode to everybody. And this was before the Rosanna episode. He was just talking about the Ty Rivera one. He's like, yeah, I showed all, like I showed him. It's like, yeah, you're super funny. You can like get out of tickets. It's yeah, like man. having a police association sticker on your car. Yeah. yeah. Like, you yeah. know me. I did get like moved through the TSA faster to nice. on my return trip. Because this guy was like, kill Tony. It's like, yeah. It's all like, I'm going to need all of you guys to stand back real quick. Come on, man. This is a job with benefits. Like, fuck, yeah. You're realizing what one of the benefits is. It's not health insurance, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I knew you need health insurance. I feel bad because I gave my friend $300 to go to mexico and get my mood stabilizers because i don't have health insurance yeah and he was supposed to get back to me like three weeks ago and i haven't heard from him i'm hoping he just took the money and ran <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like what like, the other options are not are like, not as good as that yeah, yeah like mexican jail getting <laughs> fucked over by the cartel yeah but it's like because if i find out he's in a mexican jail now i have to go to fucking mexico bail his ass mm-hmm. out everyone's so f- afraid of the cartels it'd be so funny if somebody went down there and just palled around with them and they're like it's no big deal man we're cool it's all good that's what why, that's oh, what sean penn did and then that, and then they used that to catch el chapo <laughs> went down there and hung out with him so i had a uh funny thing happen the other night i got drunk i was trying to hook that up with hilarious. my sl- significant other <laughs> and i had a difficult time there was drugs involved and alcohol and we were trying to hook up and it wasn't working and then I just rolled over and I was like, I'm sorry. And then I tried <laughs> to plug my phone into charge and I couldn't get the charger into the thing. And I was like, this is the same as what just happened on the other side of the bed. <laughs> I'm trying to fit this dumb little thing into this thing and it's not fucking working. That's what always what I thought. Like when you're trying to plug in a charger, not looking. And I'm like, this is what it's like to be a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk trying to put the thing into the thing. Like, eh, it can't. <laughs> it's like, is it in yet? You have to... Did I make you come? <laughs> are we charging? Are we at 100%? Where are we? How are we doing? This phone doesn't accept this charger. It doesn't work. So there's been a, uh, you know, people in relationships talk about settling. You know, when you end up with someone and you go, oh, don't settle. You, you always, like I had a friend of mine that never was satisfied in life because he was always striving for something better. He said, uh, good things get in the way with excellent things. It didn't turn out well for him. He sh- probably should have settled for just some good things. Yeah. And have a couple good things. Settling, they make it sound so bad, but settling is nice. Settle, You settle down in front of a fire. Mm. You get comfy and you settle and you snuggle down into some blankets. Yeah. Cereal, you settle a, bo- a box of cereal and you get all the fruit things at the top. Settling is not so bad. <laughs> Everybody goes, oh, no, never settle. And I'm like, you should... Some people yeah. should probably settle. Uh, most it's people actually should second. probably settle, right? <laughs> Everyone doesn't what get to be. What is the saying? It's better to play second fiddle than not be in the band at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking my kid to school the other day. and We had to stop for gum. She's like the pimp of gum in her school. That's the drugs of junior high if you have oh, gum. Everybody's I need to buy like, gum. That reminds yeah. me. Well, good luck because gum is $7. It's if you $7? The cool little thing with the plastic. I from the green room. Yeah. <laughs> I stole so much stuff from the green room at Skankfest nice and like it was the last night and i'm still on acid and i just grab my backpack and start filling it up with a leftover beer and i'm like don't act like we've never stolen from work before yeah, people <laughs> that was all yours to begin with that was yeah. yours when you got there that's in your rider right <laughs> yeah. yeah oh and like last year like every time i'm like on some hallucinogenic and i just take something from the green room but yeah. like clay I'm, not a thief, I'm just tripping <laughs> like clay <laughs> from stuff. uh creek in the cave he's normally head of security mm-hmm. at skiing fest and like i went up to him 
Like, and I told him again yesterday, and I'm like, we're going to make it a game. Every skank fest, I'm going to steal something, and you got to figure out what it is. You better stock extra shit, because I'm taking most of it. (laughs) And I was trying to get, like, two people to help me steal a, like, couch from skank fest, and I'm like, (laughs) it's like, how many people can say they stole a fucking couch from skank fest? (laughs) I'm like, don't be a loser. It's like, Celia, where would you even fucking put it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like, aren't you taking a plane back? And I'm like, we'll figure it out. We'll ship it. We'll get a storage unit. (laughs) You could have a podcast at your house and everybody would want to come perform on the couch that was stolen from Skate Fest. Yeah, yeah, It'd be like exactly. a landmark. <laughs> you already have a historical plaque in front of your building anyway. Exactly. It'd be double historical. So anyway, I bought, bought my kid gum on the way to school. It's If you get like a little thing of sticks of gum, like five of them, it's still like a dollar. But she gets this little plastic pots of extra whatever the fuck. It's oh, orbits. Okay. Oh, okay. The little chiclets in there. It's cause, so she can hand them out at school. She wanted two of them. It was fucking 14 bucks. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And she goes, well, I'm expensive. You shouldn't <laughs> have had a kid. And I was like, we didn't mean to. Huh? <laughs> You're an accident. And now look what's happening. I got to pay 14 bucks for gum. And my other kid is uh, doing really well in school, but he's got a little anxiety. And so the teacher was like, what's what's going on? What are you doing at school? How is he doing so well? And I was like, nothing. We're not. We're doing nothing. We're laying off. Like He's got anxiety any amount of pressure will cause them to shut down people some types of anxiety people you know his whole body is an off switch like you push from any direction and it's just like blue come shutting the power down so we just like lay off whatever he's doing just keep doing it don't don't say anything it's like at the end of the date when a girl starts to get on her knees and put her hair in a ponytail and you're like okay i've done Apparently, I did everything right, and I'm just going to freeze, <laughs> and hopefully everything continues to go well. Not going to make any sudden well. movements. Yeah. I'm afraid. I didn't know what I did right, and I guess I guess everything's going well, so I'm just going to stop. It's like, this is too easy. Do you ever get worried that the chicks go bite your dick off? <laughs> yeah. That's a Because, like, that'd be my biggest concern, and, like, so I'm not good at giving head, but I try my best, because I'm a lady. <laughs> but, like, it does crack me up. Like, it's all, like... Just like the confidence to have somebody put, like, let them put their mouth on your dick where, I, like, I could end it all. Yeah. <laughs> you could be over. Like it's the most vulnerable chomp. a man can be. <laughs> Maybe it's the danger. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot. The danger but is like, hot. No, I do think about it because it's all like, okay, I am a fat girl. It's like my first instinct when something goes into my mouth is to bite down and start chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell, don't make that public. You're gonna I scare him off. I did have one guy ask me to like chew on his dick, and he's like, "Bite it harder." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Bite." And he's like, "Harder." And I'm like, "I really don't want to bite your dick off." Yeah. I'm, he's like, "Harder." I'm gonna take it all. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of COVID, I remember trying to be like chill about it. I was like, "Yeah, whatever. It's no big deal." And uh, you know, everybody kind of ended up getting in big trouble and uh, you know hopefully it doesn't happen again with a family of four like i have it's you don't want mania in the house whenever anything crazy happens like the news came and it, it hit my wife and i first so we didn't want to keep everybody calm we didn't want to freak out but the kids are watching youtubes and all their favorite youtubers are walking around outside going he doesn't have a mask on and i was like okay it's hitting them they're getting it like everyone's gonna be careful but it's more fun to just be 
be chill about the apocalypse and be like, whatever, I don't care. <clears throat> yeah, but then a month and a half into it, lightning struck your house, and then <laughs> and then like firemen stormed into his house to check and make sure his house wasn't going to blow up. So that was a bird's fault. We had a grackle on the peak of the roof, the point, and it attracted the lightning. That's the, like that weird overweight raven, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's cokehead bitches in Austin. We call them gackles. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're like grackles, but they're gackles. I'll say, man, grab another beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, take a break. and we'll take a break here real quick because we just hit our first segment. Just ketchup and mayonnaise mixed. Utah's signature fruit is called fry sauce. Yeah. Oh, it's ketchup and mayonnaise. It's like a. They're all proud version. of it, and I'm like, yeah. this is dumb <laughs> there's boring mormons they couldn't think of anything else and they wanted to dip their fries in something right. interesting so they mixed they made Dude. something everybody can do i miss so like it's called filibertos but like that's the go-to place at the end of last call where you go it's a 24-hour mexican restaurant and they have breakfast all day too it's still there yes like it's all over uh phoenix and they like added one to flagstaff and i was so happy when that happened but I miss it so much. <laughs> like, I'm trying to find a good Mexican place here. But, like, Texas Mexican food is different than Arizona Mexican food. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, t- we'll take care of that tomorrow. We'll go to El Secreto de la Madre. Okay. I got, uh, I got some good spots. Yeah, that's, that's actually one of the questions that we'd like to ask a guest is, uh, you know, think of, uh, is there any place back home that you isn't there anymore like a place that you went to eat that you just loved as a kid or anything if you had a time machine the first place you would go to eat first before okay. killing hitler Let me think. <laughs> all right so everybody's in line to kill hitler this yeah. is what i'd do if i had a time machine one i just want to figure out some life mysteries for my family yeah and there's two one i want to know who stole my xbox and sold it for drugs yeah oh, fuck. it could have been my brother could have been my stepdad one of them's dead and the other one's adamant it wasn't him, but he's lied before. <laughs> to go back and look at their eyes and see who's highest. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And then the other one is like, so my dad broke his ribs by falling in the tub, right? Okay. Now, according, there was only two people in the bathroom when this happened, my mom and my dad. Yeah. If you ask my mom, she said he was shit faced and fell. Uh-huh. And that's how he broke his ribs. If you ask my dad... That crazy fucking puta pushed me. <laughs> and to this day, we don't know who's telling the truth. Yeah. So you, you need that. You need that. Observer. I need that yeah, closure. Need like, just like hide in the bathroom closet. Like, I don't know. I can tell you having found out things about my family recently. You don't want to know this stuff. You're better off. I do want to know. Let it like, be. I need this closure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're gonna, then you're going to be dealing with that for years after having now, you know, it's, it's, it's double. That's you all know, part of the process. Yeah, right now your <laughs> problem is you don't know. Yeah. After you like, know, your problem is going to be now that you do know. Okay, if it turns out <laughs> to be my brother, though, then I can just go up and punch him and call it a day. Yeah. If it was my stepdad, then I'm glad he's dead. You got, you've talked a, a lot about pun- punching people. What do you got, a, a mean jab? I, I've got a, a lot of anger. Hell yeah. But uh, I did martial <laughs> arts for 10 years, okay. but like I was punching people before that. Okay. Nobody expects <laughs> like, it. I think... like. <laughs> It was one of my earliest memories, but I punched my doctor because I thought him and my mom were making fun of me. And like, I just curled up my little three-year-old fist and nice. punched him straight in the nose. Hell yeah. But like, this was like after I had had my hip fixing surgery because I was born with my leg, not in my hip socket. Ooh. But like, it was after physical therapy and I thought him and my mom were making fun of me. So I punched him in the face and then I ran as fast as I could. I made it to the parking lot 
and then in Flagstaff parking lots there's like trees and shit sometimes. Yeah. But like I go and I like run and hide behind a big boulder <laughs> and a tree and I'm like laying down I'm like they'll never find me. They found me. <laughs> Did you get him? Did you draw blood? Did you get him in the nose? Uh, I got him in the nose. I don't think I drew blood, but he like thought it was hilarious. Well, he should have not been talking shit. Yeah, and he gave me a fucking piggyback ride back to the <laughs> room. Back to the, what's it called? The examination room. <laughs> he gave you a piggyback to the Gracie Bar studio. He's like, we got to work, work on that roundhouse. Yeah. She's got a mean one. So when I met you at San Jack, <coughs> you had a vape, your vape on a lanyard. Yeah. And I thought that was funny because most people have their lanyards on a work ID. Yeah. But you have like the opposite of a work ID. It's like uh, a never going to work ID. Like a lot of people like <laughs> keep thinking work. it's like a festival pass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like, no, it just came with a lanyard. I'm like, fuck yeah, I lose my vapes all the time. So I utilize that shit. And then some dude came up and asked you for a pen and you handed him the vape. And he was like, no, I need a pen like to write jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this didn't <laughs> used to be this way. People used to ask for a pen and it meant one thing. But now it's like, which whoa, whoa, what kind of pen are you talking about? and like it is so it's weird like i was homeless for phoenix for the most part unfortunately my grandma passed away two years ago and she left me some money which is why i have an apartment on sixth street nice and like so i have extra money now but like it's weird because like more often than not i'll buy people drinks here in austin yeah and there's a disparity because in Arizona, like, I'm known as a mooch queen. <laughs> and, like, I just, like, I ask for beer and people still give it to me. And every time I'm all, like, why? It's like you've bought me, like, 30 beers in the span of a year. Now that you've moved to the dead music capital of the world, it's different here. Yeah, you're you're a different character here than you were. You know, it's just a... I'm not even the top 50 most homeless comics <laughs> in Austin. <laughs> I was That's the second the most homeless comic in Phoenix. <laughs> How long were you homeless for? A couple of years? Um, it was on and off again for 10 years. And that was like even before I did comedy because my mom, like, God rest her soul. But she had terrible taste in men. Yeah. And her last husband, the stepdad who may have stolen my Xbox and mm-hmm. sold it for drugs. She met him on the bus. Turns out he was homeless. He came over for a date and never left. That he turned it out to turned out to be just an absolute piece and piece of fucking shit. Uh, yeah. And my mom stopped paying rent and would just buy him like meth and alcohol. Okay. And uh, yeah, we ended up getting evicted like three times because of this. I don't think there's any such thing as terrible taste in men. There's just taste in men. Period. Having a daughter and looking down the barrel of like <laughs> who she's going to end up with. Every dad always hates every dude that comes over. It's like you're going to ruin her life. It cracks me up because my mom, she was the opposite. She wanted me to have kids. So when I'm 15, she's introducing me to 25, 30-year-old men. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she was 17 when she married a 37-year-old man with five children. This is generational trauma. It repeats itself. you got to break the cycle. You've done it. I did break the cycle. (laughs) I was the first person to get therapy in my family, and everybody was giving me shit for that. And they're like, no, it's a, like you don't need therapy you just need god god is punishing you for being a sinner right now (laughs) i got told like that's their go-to that's what therapy used to be which cracks me up because like deadly hubris i am still religious and i do go to church like maybe once a month right but i'm not a fucking dick about it and i'm not sitting here like it's like you're atheist i don't give a fuck you're probably right but this gives me comfort and this is what i'm doing yeah one of my favorite things when i went to church was they would say god's not gonna mow your lawn 
You know, you can depend on him for but positivity and joy and, and peace, but <laughs> why not? I thought you could just do anything. Lay down and have him do all your shit. You have to actually do some of the shit. Like, God, uh, just turn my lawn into weed. <laughs> <laughs> then nobody has to ever mow anything. Yeah. He did it in the Garden of Eden. You know, there was shit growing in there, man. The good stuff. So there's a return to work thing happening still. They're making everybody come back to the office, and everybody's ta- calling it mandatory attendance, which. Five years ago, it used to be just called going to work, but everyone feels now forced to attend work. We have mandatory meetings. They're making us come in three days a week, and all, they've hired a bunch of people during Some COVID from bastards. out of town that live like an hour away. So they've been telecommuting for three years, and they're like, what the fuck? Now I got to go to this dumb place? Buildings are obsolete. I don't want to go. I don't know where my work pants are. I've been wearing pajamas for the last <laughs> three fucking years. <laughs> It's fun to hear people act like they're being forced to go to work when it used to just be called work. You go to work. Everybody has to go. Okay, so I did do a couple of work from home jobs and I'm not going to lie, Winnie the pooed it. Yeah. Like I'd be oh, wearing yeah. a nice top like for when I talk to my interviewers, but like just naked. Yeah, you got to air it out, now. man. Yeah. I think a lot of people did that because the webcam on the laptop only... You know, yeah, it goes, goes that like far. Right yeah, here. I should have yeah. done that. I got COVID balls from sitting and not showering for two days. I was like, I'm so itchy. What have I done wrong? I should have been in the pooted like you. Maybe I would have aired it out better. Yeah, right in the middle of COVID, I went the longest I've ever gone in my entire life without taking a shower because we had a really horrible winter storm that knocked out power and water for everybody. Oh shit! I forgot about that. So I had I had power. But uh, we didn't have water for like a week, and so I, I didn't take a shower. Fucked. Those are shady apartments I live in. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. You don't have a fireplace in there or nothing. Yeah. You gotta get a generator and a space heater, with your two hundred skank dollars. I should do that. <laughs> uh, I spent that already. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm gonna make a, a coffee mug that says "I'm sorry for what I said during COVID" because everybody acted fucked up and said bad things, and we're all looking back going, "I can't believe I acted that way." During the apocalypse. I'm sorry, everyone. And I do remember, like, so everybody, like, was getting scared and shit. It's like, y'all joke about being suicidal. I'm the only one who became a central worker during this shit. <laughs> I worked at Circle K. I wanted to fucking die. <laughs> Even before there was a COVID. Yeah. Strange things. Also, now that fit. I'm blowing up, I do feel bad. And I need to go back to McDon- the McDonald's I worked at at Scottsdale and just give them money for all the food I fucking stole. <laughs> Because I wasn't, like, making food and stealing it. I was just trading, straight up stealing, like, bags of hot and spicy patties and, like, chicken nuggets. You're getting and groceries. Bacon, pretty much. Yeah. Hingecliffe like, wants you to go and tell everybody suck your dick because you as, became a comedian and you have to go apologize instead. <laughs> no, I'm going to do that, too. Yeah. But, like, I have done shit like that. And, like, I got caught stealing, like, Egg McMuffins. Yeah. Or not Egg McMuffins, the McMuffin, like, Oh, yeah. Jimmy and like I just didn't show up to work the next day because I was embarrassed. And I'm like, okay, he got me. I'm well, not going so you back. Get to eat at home while you're staying but, home from okay, work. Okay, so when uh, when this was happening, I lived with a crazy fucking meth head. Mm-hmm. He was a brilliant comic. Again, this is a theme. It seems like this is the third one now. I just keep living with shitty people, <laughs> and each time it's like it can't be as worse as the last guy. And then every time I'm fucking surprised. <laughs> but like I loved, lived with a really bad alcoholic, a really bad meth head. But the fucking meth head, like he was like, he had a BPD, yeah. borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. He'd do meth all the time. He'd go on stage because like when he wasn't doing comedy, he was a prostitute. But he'd go on stage and be like, good yeah, I'm a sex worker. And then after he did his set, he'd come up to me. He's like, Celia, are you telling people I'm a sex worker? <laughs> I don't appreciate that. I'm like, 
no you <laughs> told everybody that just now and i remember one time in one of our arguments because like he wrote the word free on a piece of notebook paper and like taped it on his door which was technically his office okay and like so he's like saying all this shit oh and he also told me everybody in the scene was tired of me and like i was arrogant and how everybody hated me <laughs> and how they thought i thought i was better than everybody yeah, else your meth thoughts <laughs> Yeah, like he was saying all this shit. So, like, I believed him because why would he lie? <laughs> so, I posted on, like, the Arizona Comedians page. I'm like, I'm sorry for m- being rude to you guys. And, like, I, w- like, I was just proud of myself. I didn't mean to. Yeah. Like, so I do a post. And, like, everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're, like, one of the nicest people. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And somebody else is, like, messages me. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and it's all like, he told me everybody hated me because I was arrogant. So it's like, first of all, you're funny. So you do get, you deserve to be fucking arrogant. And, like, so it was a whole thing. But he got mad at me for that. He's all like, why did you post about it? And I'm like, you said everybody was mad. I wanted to apologize and make it right. And he's like, well, now you just made me look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> so this is another stereotype you've destroyed. You beat the house in Vegas. You killed Tony on Tony. And everybody says, if you're surrounded by assholes, look, you know, for the common denominator, maybe you're the asshole. But it sounds like you actually were surrounded by a bunch of assholes and it wasn't you. It's like a magnet. <laughs> like, I am an asshole, but like me and my brother are like catnip for crazy people. And my sister to an extent, too. But, um, yeah, dude. So you're raised religious or are you just like going uh, checking in? Both. Okay. Like, my dad was the more of the religious one, but then he discovered a higher power than god it was cocaine oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no like he got really bad into drugs and uh he just started getting worse and worse like my dad when he was sober coolest fucking dude in the world yeah but like then that little flip would switch and then the police would be called at some point in the evening sounds like a story my children will be telling in 10 years my dad <laughs> used to be so cool and then <laughs> he got back into comedy and everything <laughs> fell apart <laughs> So we had uh, prayer, you know, before dinner. Did you guys do that when you were little? Everybody hold hands? Um, Not before dinner. We just went to mass and okay. like we went to a lot of funerals. But um, we'd go to like Sunday, we'd go to mass and then Saturday and Friday we'd be at funerals. Okay. And it was just like doing the fucking rosaries and shit because we're Catholic. Yeah. But my mom did stop taking us to church when we were like seven and eight because me my brother and my sister started laughing in church (laughs) and i don't know why they were laughing but because they were laughing i started laughing somebody farted they were waiting for someone to smell it but like we (laughs) all kept laughing and then like everybody turns around the priest stops the service and my mom grabs us by our arms and our hair and like drags us out we get in and my dad is like, I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but my mom was like, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. I hope <laughs> that this was fucking worth it because you're going to hell because you're never going to church again. <laughs> and like, she, yeah, she lost her fucking mind. And she wasn't even that religious. She went back to religion because of my dad. And then she left because my mom was a hippie and she like went through Wiccan phases and Santeria nice. phases. And she thought she was psychic. Like I do tarot card readings. Yeah. And like she told me I should do that. She's like, you've got the gift, babe. And I'm like, mom, that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> but I am actually good at it. But I don't think I'm psychic. Like, I think it's like the energy from the cards or whatever. Well, you can tell anybody a change is coming and then the change comes and they're like, <gasps> you're yeah. right. Oh, but so many people call me a witch because I do it. And then like when <laughs> Burner. I, I was just joking and somebody was 
It's like, Celia is, it's like, wait, Celia, how'd you know that? And I'm like, I'm a witch. <laughs> and, like that, and then the power went out. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's power. And I'm like, that wasn't me. <laughs> Are you, do you know what the penis game is? Have you heard of the penis game? No. You just say penis and then the other person has to say it louder in a weird place where you're not supposed to say penis. So you like just go up to somebody and whisper penis. And then they go up to go penis. Penis. Yeah. Okay. So my son won the penis game internationally. He's the champion of penis game. Okay. We went to the most Catholic place on earth. We went to Iglesia Santa Cecilia in Mexico City, the biggest Catholic cathedral in the world. Mm-hmm. And there were people like dipping their hands in the holy water and they were bored. They wanted to get out of there. So I was trying to entertain them. He was like eight years old and I went up to my son and I was like, hey, guess what? And he was like, what? And I was like, penis. And he was like, Penis. And I was like, penis. And he goes, penis. And I was like, okay, I can't. You you win. I have to type out. I cannot say it any louder than that right now where we're at. I'm sorry. So he holds the uh, the belt for world champion of the penis game because he did it in the most inappropriate place possible. And I couldn't I couldn't take it to the next level. As an adult, it was okay for a kid, but not for, for me to do it. Okay. Growing up, I was raised Baptist. And um, I... Always went to, you know, Baptist church. Like fun Baptist or you're not allowed to dance because it's like sex Baptist? Um, we weren't that. We were Southern Baptist, but it wasn't It wasn't Footloose Town. It oh, was no. um, It was like, no, you go to dances and all that. We didn't have church dances, but we had school dances. But um, we weren't, they weren't, it didn't seem like they were too strict about things other than, you know, no, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Uh, but I, my Same. first girlfriend was <laughs> Catholic and I'd never been to Catholic mass before. There's Poor a little, cow. there's a little thing that you have to kneel on because yeah. you keep having to get up and then kneel and then yeah. get back up and sit back down yeah it's a fucking workout yeah, yeah. and then i had to um fatigue pads and then i and then i uh i took communion which i guess you're not supposed to do if you're not catholic so yeah, i drank i drank from the wine and then i <laughs> ate the ate the cracker and i think i think she was trying to like sneakily convert me to catholicism so that you know, if we got married, it would be cool. No, if you take it and you're not consecrated, that has an extra opposite effect. You're going to extra hell now. Yeah. Okay. You're going to double hell. So my brother's first daughter from his first marriage is half Hopi, right? Uh-huh. And they took their Hopi, like, beliefs and religion real seriously. And my dad was, or my brother was like, you know what? I'm not as a hardcore Catholic. It's all like, this is important to my wife. She's going to be Hopi. <laughs> my mom lost her fucking mind. Mm-hmm. But so like what my mom did is she went up because like they say you can baptize somebody like with your spit or whatever. Oh, yeah. So my mom like goes to the room while she's like laying down and she does that and the cross and like baptizes her. We get in the car and it's like Lievin's safe. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's like Lievin, I baptized her. So she's not going to hell anymore. It's all good. We're clear. We're good. And I'm like. What do you mean you baptized her? And she's like, you know, I did the sign of the cross and everything like you're supposed to. And I'm (laughs) like, did you tell David and Leo you did that? And she's like, no, because they wouldn't let me. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, mom, you can't do that to somebody else's fucking kid. It's like, oh, excuse me for wanting my granddaughter to go to fucking heaven. (laughs) Sneak a baptism in under the radar. So we prayed before every meal and you hold hands and close your eyes. And one night we prayed and at the end, my dad did this it's a pizza prayer. Whenever there's pizza, he'd be like, thanks, God, bye. Because everybody's <laughs> trying to eat pizza. just got there. It was hot. And my sister goes, Josh had his eyes open during the prayer. And my dad nailed it. He goes, how did you know? Hmm? And I was like, oh, snap. You had your eyes open. That's how you knew I had my eyes open. And now you're in trouble because hmm? you tried to get me in trouble. 
the same thing happened in traffic on Manchac. I was driving home. I was playing Pokemon or whatever on my phone. It's a ton of lights. So you just stopped, stopped, stopped. This lady comes up next to me and she goes, you've been on your phone for 10 minutes <laughs> in traffic. Put your phone down. I'm like, we're stopped. We stopped and then we stopped again. Nobody's do- And you've been looking at me the whole time. So you should also be looking. Nobody's looking at what they're supposed to be looking at. You got caught by dad, lady. She's as distracted looking at you <laughs> yeah, as you were looking at your phone. Pissed off. Yeah. I can't believe that guy's looking at his phone at a red light for 10 minutes. So I have a cousin who like recently started driving for Uber. Yeah. And um, he's like everybody in Flagstaff drinks and drives like recreationally. Like it's like you want to go for a drive. It's like, yeah, let's pick up a pint. And just, like, drinking Jack Daniels while driving, just, like... Hell yeah. So, like, he does that, and, like, he do it with his kids in the car. But he started driving for Uber, and I'm like, are you texting? And it's like, <laughs> you need to stop texting and driving. You need to stop drinking and driving. And he's all stars. like, hey, I don't drink and drive with my customers. It's like, I just do that with my kids. I made them so I can end them. I have standards. And I'm like, that's fucking worse. Your kid should be more important than some fucking driver who's giving you $2 to drive them across town. So is there a Flagstaff personality type? Like we have people from Baltimore. We call them Baltimoreans. We have people from Manassas, Virginia. They're called Manassholes. People think they're autistic and it's like, no, you're just from a bad part of the East Coast and you're just shitty because that's how everyone is. If I remember, it's Flagstaffonians. Nice. But like people in Flagstaff are really into two things. Biking, hiking, and kale. Okay, that's three things. Okay. <laughs> also, we are that's we were nice. in the top 100 cities for binge drinking, <laughs> partially because we're a college town. But if you ever get the opportunity, Hell yeah. go to Flagstaff during NAU com- homecoming. It's called Tequila Sunrise. Okay. So basically Saturday, all the bars open at 6 a.m., all of them. What the fuck? And you drink until 2 a.m. And if Those you take- people are still up at 6 a.m. They didn't get up at 6 a.m. Yeah, they are because like the plan is you buy like a couple of like 30 packs. Yeah. And like you pregame. Hell yeah. And then afterwards you keep drinking, but it's basically just 24 hours of fucking drinking. It's like uh, Flagstaff Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to fall down and get cut. And no, like everybody dresses up in different costumes. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird Comic Con, but like everybody wears different things. Like uh, one time there's like these two girls in like Santa bikinis nice so like red with the like little white tr- fur trim and like one of the girls tripped and grabbed the other girl's like bra and fell down so like she ripped off her like bikini everybody wins yeah and then i remember the last time i was there for tequila sunrise it was all like i was doing tarot card readings i'm like damn tequila sunrise is not what it used to be like it seemed very chill as soon as i think that i'm like i'm gonna walk over to the hawaiian barbecue place Mm. And as I'm walking over there, then it becomes tequila sunrise. A fucking brawl breaks out. First, it's two like native bitches fighting, and like the girl keeps getting up, but like the other girl knocks her down and she ends up pissing herself. But at that point, her man gets involved, and then the other girl's man gets involved, and then some one guy, a white guy dressed in like a generic Superman outfit, gets involved, <laughs> and then it's just a fucking brawl. And normally, I'm like the one who's like, okay, no fighting. This is stupid. But this time I just sat back and watched the chaos. Nice. I sat oh, like on the like little wall divide. Like I perched up, grabbed a cigarette, 
I'm like, this is the tequila sunrise I know. Yeah, when you get in a bad brawl, you might fall down and get a boo-boo and get a flag staff infection on your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Donnie, you were telling a story about your brother. that he You whacked him in the chest with your knee and he saw an angel. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother did the same thing. She used to tell me all the time when I was little. She was like, I saw an angel once and he told me that my life was special. She just did it to, like be an edgelord like a christian edgelord like ooh, look how cool i am she's trying <laughs> to get christian attention edgelord. basically she didn't fucking see i've angel. got angels talking to me she's oh, very yeah. religious when i married a non-christian woman she texted me on facebook and said what's gonna happen if the rapture comes and you get taken and she gets left behind and my wife wanted to grab my phone and text her back and be like honey he feels the rapture every day okay oh we got yeah. plenty of rapture going on around here uh, that's funny that the left behind stuff has gone away. Like I haven't, I don't know though. So around the turn of the, around like when it turned to two thousand and uh, yeah. in the early two thousands, um, there was these terrible. I read all of them. <laughs> There's these terrible books called the Left Behind books, and it was what the really really evangelical fundamentalist Christians think. They think that all of the Christians are going to magically disappear, so like, just vanish, yeah, and then everybody that's left has to either decide whether they're going to follow God or the Antichrist. And they have like this specific things are going to happen over the course of seven years. And and it just goes on and on and on until Jesus comes back and starts murdering everybody that doesn't believe in him. That's how that's how the whole thing ends. And they get to <laughs> live with Jesus for a thousand years. And then they let Satan out of the pit. And then Jesus throws him back in the pit. And then for eternity, you just are in church, I guess. It's just church for the rest of eternity. But I haven't been hearing about that a lot lately. But I'm also not going to church, and I'm not following those people on Facebook. That's every advertisement for any product ever. Something bad is coming, and yeah. you need our thing to stop from this bad thing happening. That's why I like Catholicism. They got money. They got fucking Medici money. They don't need yeah. your money. They're not asking for money. They're not coming after you, telling you something bad's going to happen. All they just come in here and say this stuff and have peace and go home. Well, all There's they no want sales pitch. All they want is for you to basically feel guilty, and then they're like, if you they pay just want us, your you won't money and not to anymore. say anything yeah. when they molest your children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that them and the Jews, yeah, they all do that. Yeah, uh, we've had that. We've had some of those in um, the churches I came up with. Some, some more. Um, you know, it's everywhere, man. Anywhere there's anywhere there's kids and trust. Yeah, that's where it comes from. We're gonna take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Take a break. Whenever I was a little kid, me and my brother had a radio show that we recorded onto a cassette tape, and the name of it was it was a talk show called "Sexy Women Don't Fart," and it was the whole theme of the show was was talking about how women don't fart. Yeah, guys get to be the gatekeepers of farting, like we own it. Yeah, we're back with Celia. <laughs> yeah, new mansplain. I do want to tell a farting story about my brother. Hell yeah! <laughs> so fun Let's fact: do it. Did you know if you fart into a prescription pill bottle and close it right away? The smell will stay in there. Yeah. And uh, my brother, like him and his friends discover this and it like, cause my mom was diabetic. So we had just a fuck ton of pill bottles and my mom would save them for different things like her beads and her crafts and stuff. <laughs> and, like put needles and stuff. But like she had a whole bunch of empty ones and my brother and his friend did this. But he comes up to he's like, oh my God, this is weird. Mom's meds smell like bananas. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Let me smell. And I did. And I just got maced with this fart. Yeah. <laughs> but they decided so to. But you didn't know that it was a fart in there. I didn't. So it's like, no. And then it gets worse if you keep it in there after time. Yeah. <laughs> and, it um, matures. Yeah. 
So like him and his friends like saved seasoned. like eight, seasoned. eight or nine pill bottles just full of their farts and left them there for a month. And I forgot about this. And my brother does it again. He's like, here, smell this. And I'm like, Bleh. and like when it happened, I actually did throw up. And I'm like, what the fuck? So you went to Skank Fest. I did. So tell us, tell us just about that. Like uh, when did you... Um, like you got there the first day? Or? It was your second one, right? You were um, the last one. Yeah, so I was officially on the last one. Um, I got invited, and it was, like, the proudest moment of my life. I, like, I saw, like, a mess uh, email from a skank fest, and I thought it was just the polite, fuck you, we went with somebody else Thank thing. Thank you right. for considering, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I see the skank fest, and then it's, like, skank fest, sell you us, and then I see offer, and I'm like, no fucking way. And then I click in it. It's like, you've been picked to be on Skankfest. It's like, if you'd like to be on Skankfest, send you your bio and a headshot. Mm-hmm. And I see it and I start screaming and crying. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And my roommate runs into my room. He's like, what's wrong? Is the rat back? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I got a motherfucking Skankfest. And he's like, Jesus Christ, you stupid bitch. I thought you were dying. And then he leaves. He's like, I'm running late to work. And then he like goes outside, but then he comes back inside like right one because I like go out to grab a beer. I'm like not proud of this, but toilet beer. Hell yeah. So I drink <laughs> a beer while I wake up. Yeah. But like I'm going to get it and like tears are streaming down my face and he comes out. He's like, also super proud of you, ho. <laughs> and then he goes and then he leaves to work. I'm sitting on the toilet drinking a beer, <laughs> typing a bio. It's like Celia <laughs> Contreras is a dark comic. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep and I farted myself awake and decided to check my email and I was like, "Oh my god!" So how <laughs> many? Much. How many? How many actual days is it? It's um, it's like officially three days. Three days, yeah, well, three days. Four if you count the kickoff party, and I got there for the kickoff party this year too. But originally this year I was just supposed to be John Carden's plus one because mm-hmm. all the artists get a plus one. But like two weeks before, yeah, I drunkenly messaged the dude. Yeah. He uh, books it and it's so, all like, hey, if anybody drops out of the naked roast, like I'll be there this year. So if anybody drops out, like I'm down to do it. And he messaged me. He's like, oh, I'm still looking for people for the lineup. You're on it. I'm like, cool. Does this mean I get an artist badge and a plus one? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay. So I message card and it's like, you can bring a different plus one. I'm on Skankfest. And like I did get to do one set there and the plan like when I dropped acid. So I plan on doing acid again next year. But like the room's called the tank uh-huh. where it's just from like 12, a- 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Just one comic after another uh-huh. doing eight minute sets. But next time I'll do it in there. So I'm not freaking out staring at clown boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, my plan was to like take the acid and then like do a set while I was in there again. Because the whole, like, there's just one set I wanted to do. Like, I just thought it'd be funny to talk about because they were joking about, like, getting Bill Cosby on Skankfest. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was going to go up and I'm like, am I the only one who said that Bill Cosby didn't make it here? <laughs> it's like, I bought those roofies for nothing. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't going to rape him. I was just going to steal one freckle for every bitch he's raped. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing a bit about that a couple shows ago where, like, after he did time and got accused, he got out. And then, like, six more allegations came. And he had a, his wife was like, really, Bill? Again? And he did the classic husband thing of, I already said sorry. You want me to say sorry again? And she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. one per rape would suffice, Bill. Maybe do it. I didn't know about the other six. So, yeah, you still have to say sorry again every time, asshole. Camille, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
So we, last time we were here, we were watching these Tourette's videos of these Scottish guys. I don't know if you've seen this uh, BBC documentary about these guys with Tourette's. They, uh, it's awesome. They go on like a, little, a road trip together. Yeah. This guy's having trouble with his family because he's like snapping his fingers and clacking his hands and hitting himself in the head and saying cunt in front of his kids. So the BBC sets up this trip with him and these other guys with Tourette's. And they're like, we're going to find a place where they can be upset, accepted. And they take them all to a fucking island alone. So like they're acting like they're going to do this inclusive thing where people like understand Tourette's, but then they just put these four guys and put them somewhere. And they just film them. So they just bother. film all the, all the crazy <laughs> things they say. Oh, I will say this because I have been rewatching South Park a lot lately. Like I was watching it before. Like that's what I've been falling asleep to lately. Oh, yeah. Well, like I've rewatched it twice and I know I'm still missing episodes because I'll fall asleep. But like they do get a lot of like positive comments from like other places like the Tourette's people. It's like they actually got Tourette's down pretty good and explained it very well. And they said the same thing about like the Book of Mormon and other yeah. shit. Oh, the Mormons love them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tourette's is the last bastion of free speech. You can't yeah. get in trouble if you have Tourette's. They can't come now after I wanna you. Now I want to watch Boondock Saints when I get home. <laughs> yeah. Fuck I think ass, Disney yeah. should remake live action versions of the best South Park episodes. They're they so should. good. <laughs> we need the real version of it. You remember that uh, thing you that happened with that? Back in time, we had Jonah Hill play Cartman. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> the young Jonah Hill. CG Jonah Hill. Yeah. Remember, remember that guy? when people liked him. <laughs> remember the lady that got hit in the head and had an accent? It was on the yeah, Tom Segura yeah. thing. Yeah, right. There's some disorder where like, if you get head trauma, you all of a sudden have like a Chinese accent or a, what was it, British or something? Yeah. She all of a sudden. So if you had Tourette's and that at the same time, it'd be fucking rad. <laughs> you'd be. You could literally be those Scottish guys. Yeah. You'd <laughs> be double. I think edge lords are like the Japanese pantyhose catharsis of Tourette's. Like the guys that wanted like the shock jocks, the people that say oh, yeah. fucked up shit for fun. They're getting it out of their system so that they don't have Tourette's. The same way like in Japan, they have those vending machines with pantyhose in them. Uh huh. And so guys can like pay a couple quarters and smell pantyhose and their rape numbers are way down <laughs> because they've got the catharsis out of the way. And they don't have Catholic churches. And yeah. All these oh, edgelord yeah. guys are just trying to get their nastiness out of the way so they don't develop Tourette's because they're really close. They've got a wobbly shopping cart wheel where they're almost about to keep going straight. I am in this group chat where sometimes we'll periodically send each other clips from porn that make us laugh. Nice. Yeah. And my friend Hector sends this one and it's like all these girls and it. Like, wearing kitty maid outfits in Japan. But, like, it's this, like, incel dude. And, like, he gets mad and starts raping one of them. And then, like, all the other incels start raping them. <laughs> this is a porn? <laughs> yeah. Is it Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, of course, the penises are blurred out. You're right. right. <laughs> but, like, my favorite part of it was when he yells, The incel revolution has begun! <laughs> I'm gonna have to and, like, it. when he said that, I busted up laughing. I'll ask my friend Hector and I'll send it to you. <laughs> But like, cause I found one that I wanted to show, but I was drunk and I couldn't find it again afterwards. But I'm not gonna lie, I dedicated at least four hours out of my month looking for this gangbang video <laughs> to show it to my friends, cause it was one of the creepiest things I've ever fucking saw. Yeah, the incels are like, creepy. Cause like it's the standard gangbang. It's one white girl and like ten black guys. But there's this one like black dude who is like 22 years older than all the other black guys nailing her. But he's not fucking her, and he's, like, wearing jeans, but, like, he has his hand in his pants, and he's, like, kind of pulling it down, but he's, like, you grown. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do grown things today. <laughs> and he just kept, girl. like, he just commenting on it. It's, like, you going to do grown things. 
Like it was he almost was, like he wasn't even there and he was just at home watching the video excited. It's a to, reaction porn. He, he wants to be it. the UFC Joe Rogan of gangbangs. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just commentate now. Whoa! Do <laughs> doing, the, doing the meme. Reaction videos. But yeah. yeah, it was like one of the creepiest things and I remember seeing it and like I couldn't stop watching it. I wasn't even watching the girl get banged at this point. I was just staring at this creepy dude. <laughs> it's like, you could do grown things today. You grown now. The incel thing is a problem. They're holding America hostage. Basically, they don't get pussy, so they're going to shoot up schools. That's it's fair. horrifying. And yell at my Matt Rife. Yeah, and the only uh, solution is redistribution of pussy. Yeah. It's, like it's, the Andrew Yang Poontang plan. Yeah. They could call it universal <laughs> basic instinct, where it just <laughs> spread it out for everybody so we can stop having school shootings, which yeah. is every relationship ever. The guy's mad he's not getting what he wants, so he's going to do something violent. Unless he gets what he wants. Yeah, I feel like I've averted a lot of school shootings because I fuck a lot of interesting characters. There you go. You're lucky. Well, maybe you <laughs> saved some school that's shootings That's what I think. Happening. Like, yeah. sometimes there's just, like, a dude and I'm like, you know, you're annoying as shit. I don't find you particularly attractive, but you need a win. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for your service. Yeah, it's yeah. charity. You're essential yeah. personnel. I think you probably deduct <laughs> that from your taxes. I, like, I would love that. Yeah. Just, like, put on there. It's like, did you pay your taxes? And I'm like, no, but I fucked five incel white dudes. You could do a sci-fi <laughs> minority report of how many Sandy Hooks would have happened if it wasn't for Celia. Yeah. <laughs> she repels down like Tom Cruise. Like, where is the incel? Murder. And I'm still trying to make that bit work because I have, like, some school shooting bits. But, like... Mine was during the pandemic. It's like, how many school shooters do you think were at home just kicking themselves because they waited one week too long? He's <laughs> just sitting there polishing his rifle. It's like you just had to have 500 rounds. There's not even 500 kids at the fucking school. I hadn't finished the pipe bombs yet. Mine is, I don't know what the big deal is. I've been shooting kids all over my shower curtain since I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the what would you do if you went back in time, you know, if you had a time machine, I think, I, I mean... One of my destinations would be the comedy store on election night 2016. Hell yeah. That was a good night. Because so... so the psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> the end of, everybody thought the world was ending, and it kind of did. Well, it was the end of the world podcast. It was, yeah. uh, it was, I guess it was Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan set up, and it was technically an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. And this is before it was Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, before he was huge. Well, I mean, he was, he was big by then, but um, he was not as big as he is now. I'll remember when <laughs> he just made you eat gross shit on TV, <laughs> yeah. and now yeah. people are, like, saying he's the devil, and he's like... Are you like the guy from news radio? <laughs> the best part was Bill Burr calling him a little rascal because yeah. of his hat. Yeah, so Bill Burr, <laughs> so it, it comes up there, and it's completely disorganized. All the, like, the open micers are trying to get up on the stage, and it's just absolute chaos. Yeah. So Bill Burr just takes control of the entire thing. He like he he out alphas Joe Rogan and <laughs> makes him like. And then, of course, Burt Kreischer's yeah. there. He takes off his shirt because at that point, I think at that point the machine story had just really started getting going. And and uh, Doug Stanhope's uh, uh, girlfriend was in a coma, so it was just a weird night. Yeah. But so, but Bimbo. it, it is hilarious. And then of course. Um, oh, Morgan Murphy gets up there and uh, so Sarah June. Uh, they get up there and they start arguing with Bill about politics. And oh man, it's it's like four and a half hours long. But I was like, man, I wish I could be in that in that crowd whenever that was going on. The other thing I wanted to do with like the time travel thing, like again, okay, not going to kill Hitler. Yeah, I'm going to go back and fuck comics, but they before they were famous. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
and like wear the same necklace and then just show up at one of their shows. It's like, I think I'm your daughter. And then they just mentor me in comedy. It's <laughs> a good idea. The inception of. <laughs> yeah. Just go up to Dave Chappelle. You're your own comedy grandma. Yeah. yeah. Show up. It's like, I'm the Fry, Philip J. Fry of the comedy scene. I read an article about an anti-sex trafficking activist. Why did there need to be anti-sex trafficking activists? That's already it's like when people go i've always been very anti-murder like why are you (laughs) virtue signaling about being against something that everyone's already supposed to be against you could be like look uh, at me i think it's people who want to be badasses like the guy from that sound of freedom movie yeah i haven't seen sound of freedom yet (laughs) it's it's uh so uh, the guy that it's actually based on all of a sudden now uh women are coming forward saying that he was like making them like shower with him and stay in hotel rooms with him yeah. because he's like we have to pretend you're my wife so that we can bust the yeah. sex traffickers it was catharsising yeah. he was trying to keep himself from doing worse <laughs> shit that's just like those in this this house we believe whatever yeah. signs yeah the point of having a private home is to stay with your own business I'm walking by your house. I don't need to know what everyone inside that house believes. You have a door. You have a lock. You have a driveway. You have a garage. Shut the fuck up. We don't need to know what everyone in your house believes, that the that science is whatever. Just <laughs> chill out. We don't need it in the yard. The yard is for people to look at grass and nice things. They have a lot of those signs in Arizona when you were there. The In this house, we believe. And then it's like, Black yeah. Lives Matter women's rights all that you know it's no human is illegal science is real i had one friend who got shot with a beanbag gun during the black my lives matter protest she was a white bitch but like i had four white female friends get taken out because they were drunk and they went to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they were like trying to start shit with the cops (laughs) don't go towards the danger (laughs) but like i'm sitting there telling them shit like my friend liz was there like she's a 20 year uh career air force colonel and um but like she went down there she had safe spaces for both the cops and the like protesters Uh but she had like 12 15 cases of water that she was like handing out and shit and then like my friend like as my friends are going down there and i'm like well you're all shit faced and you shouldn't go down there but take a gallon of milk with you in case you get mace so you can pour it in your eyes that helps yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and like i was giving them some instruction i'm like don't heckle the cops if you're in firing range no. <laughs> like if you're behind a couple people go for it <laughs> non-lethal like, rounds still hurt well, we're very proud to have you here. But this podcast is brought to you by Triple Sheath Undies. Yeah. They have sheath undies for Wait, a while. You guys and they actually have, have sponsors? No, this is a joke. Okay. Okay. Triple <laughs> Sheath Undies separates your cock from your balls and also your balls from each other. So they don't. So it's three sheaths. You have to pull it on and put one ball in each one yeah. and your cock in the other one. These are better than sheath undies and better than thong undies. Studies have shown. Yeah, we're going to try to get yeah. somebody to invent this. There's also a little piece of cotton in the middle, so <laughs> your taint can rest on it perfectly. Yeah, taint misbehaving. So it absorbs the taint sweat. So you were talking shit about Walmart. We were talking shit about Walmart last time, and I might actually have to go because I found out this the only place that you can get blue raspberry Swedish fish. Oh, really? I've looked everywhere. My brother-in-law had them, and I was like, fuck. If you don't want to go to Walmart, I go there once a month. I can get you your blue raspberry sweet. Well, they probably have them at all the Walmart. You don't have to go to the worst Walmart. That's where I had to go. Well, you can order shit online at Walmart and just go pick it up. Okay. Yeah, Curbside curbside Swedish fish. Yeah. Because my sister does that a lot. Yeah, I went to the worst Walmart in Austin, I'm pretty sure, because they were the only ones that had a freaking frying pan I wanted. I have a donation for you. I have one dark one-liner that you might like. Okay. I'm going to try it on you. 
my friend went out with this girl. She had a one-inch vaginal cavity. He broke up with her. He's like, I don't like shallow chicks. <laughs> you need to quit comedy, right? I just okay. know I liked it. <laughs> that was cute. I fuck with it. All right, and then I feel bad because like people run jokes by me and then I'll be like, yeah, I fucking liked it. It's like you didn't laugh though. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know how much comedy I fucking watch? No, yeah, like you're not at open mics or like when I'm at home. Well, that's good. Thank you for coming on the show and we'll miss you and hopefully you'll ever come back. Then you're going to get huge, huger. Yay. Hugest. Yes, yeah, I plan so on gaining weight. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. How, what's a nice way to say you're extremely successful? <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, the uh, the more successful Roseanne got, the the in better shape she got. You know, she, you, you can afford the trainers. Okay, but and here's all that. the thing: I look like me now, and I get so much dick. Like <laughs> you can marry one of those. Just about dick. Yeah. I know, but if I get skinny, like I imagine, I'll just get annoyed even more. <laughs> Pull a Roseanne and marry one of those fidgety yeah, autistic Tom Arnold type Tom Arnold guys. <laughs> <laughs> he just feeds you amphetamines the whole time. That's how you lose weight. <laughs> you can see Celia. Uh, touring with Roseanne. We'll just check Roseanne's schedule and Celia will be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just look up Roseanne Bar and then like go to her like main website and you can see all the shows that she has coming up. And then after that, it'll be the people that have said they're going to give me free tattoos to her cities. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so what? Uh, so what are your like social media? Like, all right. So it is weird. So like for I was going to say Flagstaff uh, for Facebook and. Um, TikTok, just type in my name. Oh, FaceTalk, YouTube, and yeah, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Just type in my name, Celia Contreras Comedy, and I'll pop up. Hell yeah. We're going to tag you and everything once we get all the clips like, together. I am harder to find on Facebook for some reason, but um, worst case scenario, you can Instagram me, but my Instagram is Celia, C-E-L-I-A underscore A underscore Gram, G-R-A-M. So like Celia Gram. Mm-hmm. I made it when I was a weed dealer. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> if you're trying to find Celia, just book her on a podcast in three days and then stalk her like I did. Yeah. I found her pretty easily. I was just trying to make sure she was back in Austin safe Yay. via Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And I did I meant like, to do this okay? earlier. <laughs> I feel bad because there's like so many people and then like two podcasts I overslept for and then the girl was like, I'm still awake. And I'm like, okay, cool. I caught you at the golden hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get you to the other one then. Yeah. All right. I think Later. that one's too late. Yeah.